0: i am mustafa sharif thank you so much for listening to urbanistica podcast this episode is gonna be a bit special it's gonna be about mustafa sharif the founder the hoster and the producer of urbanistica podcast i got many messages from people on linkedin instagram And even people in the city, in Stockholm city, when I meet them, they ask me why you don't talk about yourself, why you don't have an episode about you. We really don't know so much about you and why you started this podcast. So yes, I find it a good opportunity to do an episode about me very briefly. Especially now during the COVID-19, I'm being at home almost for the 40th day and not going out so much and following the recommendations so everyone is being safe. In this episode, you're going to hear in the beginning about me. A background and then later about my educational background and then what I am working with now and later on in the finishing of this story is about why I started Urbanistica podcast and what is my vision my goals and so on so I hope you gonna enjoy this episode it feels a bit weird because I'm not interviewing any guests I'm interviewing interviewing myself, having a mirror in front of me, talking to myself, going a bit crazy. <laughs> well, so let's start from uh, from the beginning. I am Mustafa Sharif and I am 26 years old. I born and raised up in Baghdad, in Iraq. Originally, I'm from Iraq. Then we moved to Sweden 2010. It's almost for 10 years ago. And we moved here with my family together because of uh, Al-Qaeda, where the terrorist group is uh, starting to killing every single body that not agree with their agenda and so on. So my dad just decided to move here to Sweden. So this is uh, where I started my life. And when I moved to Sweden, so we basically settled here in a beautiful city in the south of Sweden. It's called Helsingborg, And you can hear the different episode about Helsingborg city, the smart city H22, because I'm in love with this city. I spent so many years here actually when i moved to sweden i just got a new life and it was wonderful here it's completely different culture different mindset than what we have back home in iraq or in middle east so it was very challenging i came here when i was 16 or 17 years old everything was completely new for me i had so many difficulties to understand what's going on because i just left all my friends my home my school everything all my life I just left it home back in Baghdad and when when I'm here so it was zero I had no friends to be honest and especially first uh, several months it was very difficult to get someone and uh, yeah I didn't know anything in the city and so on so basically like a newborn child in the city but a grown up child so I started to take some Swedish classes and to learn some Swedish to yeah to start my life here It was very challenging to learn the Swedish especially Uh, yes it's just nine million people talking this language and it's it's very interesting how the different letters sound I think for the English listeners or for the English speakers you can just look for a any Swedish episode that I have in Urbanistica podcast and just listen to it and I would love to hear what's your point of view but it's very cool language a lot of similarities with English so it was not so difficult to learn it but in the beginning I had difficulties because I was not in the mood of learning something because we just move and yeah it was a tough time that time and I remember I failed in one exam and my teacher told me Mustafa if you want success you need more than 24 hour per day and i don't think you will success this teacher she affected me so much when she told me that sentence and i still remember it even after 10 years i will keep remembering it because that time i just felt like um i was a dead i i couldn't how to say yeah everything was Black in my eyes, and I couldn't see anything because it it hurts so much, especially from a teacher, and especially when you're a new country. But anyway, it's not. I'm not telling that every teacher here it's so negative. Of course not, because I had so many wonderful other teachers that pushed me and made me so great and uh, so open-minded. Back to my story. Well, it's difficult to keep track because I don't have anyone to stop me. (laughs) So back to my story. I grew up here in Helsingborg. I made great friends uh, from different nationalities which is really great because back home we just have people like talking Arabic and everyone from the same city from the same roots but here I could find people from different countries from different backgrounds believing in so many different things and have so many different visions so it was wonderful to interact with them when I was already like 17 and it was amazing so I'm really thankful for the life that I got in Sweden with so many different people here so uh, what I'm Started to reflect already that time, so I got a new life here in Sweden. So, life is should be meaningful, I should do something that changed this world otherwise I have no point of my life and yeah I'm just wasting my time if I don't know any impact on this world. One of my skills was to draw. I will not say I'm a, a good drawer or I, I have a good sketch skills but this is what my teacher told me that you're good in sketching and you should think about uh, studying something relating to related to drawing. Back in time I really like uh, architecture. I I like the buildings and playing with Legos and so on so my goal has become, to become a, an architect. And I applied to Lund University. It's a great university in the south of Sweden to study architecture, but uh, there was an exam to uh, get accepted in that program, architecture program. So I did the first exam. I succeeded the second one also. The last one I was very stressed and unfortun- unfortunately I failed in that one. So I didn't get accepted at the first. And I waited one year, then I started one more time and uh, during that year i started to study traffic engineering because i found it very interesting like if i could combine it somehow with architecture and understand the infrastructure of the city and then i got accepted in another program in lund university which is engineering and architecture basically what we were doing is drawing a house with details and then calculating every single corner of this house and how can we make it possible to build up. So let's say I got all the knowledge about from the small screw up to like the rooftop. It was very interesting, very cool. I met so many cool people. I still in touch with them. I love them. Greetings to all of you. And after finishing The Bachelor, I didn't find architecture is my let's how to say my passion it was not was about architecture to be honest because i wanted to do something more something bigger something that really changed the the scenario of the cities of course architecture do but if you see like the most of architecture is focusing on buildings and making it masterpiece and of course the the areas around it but for me this was not enough i wanted to 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 zoom out and look at the city as a whole and that's why I started to look to different programs that related to, to city development or city planning and I find a master program actually in London and there is one in in Stockholm in the Royal Institute of Technology KTH and that time I was not really willing to travel because we just came to Sweden and it was for me it was too much for my family it was too much so I didn't want to move to one new country and start a new story there. So I told myself, okay, let's keep it here in Sweden. And I moved to, I apply to KTH the university to the master program called Sustainable Urban Planning and Design and then I got accepted I sent them my portfolio and some and a great motivation letter talking about my dreams how I want to change the world so I got accepted I moved to Stockholm and here started the big impact of what shaped Mustafa Sharif and what I am here right now it's because uh, the my move to Stockholm Stockholm is a great city I love Stockholm Stockholm is a wonderful city the capital of Scandinavia people who know stockholm they understand my words for the people who have not been in stockholm i would really love to invite you to visit stockholm anyway you will love it stockholm is beautiful so when I moved to Stockholm to the capital city then everything's open to me like my mind was blown by the architecture the urban design the city the, the rush hours when you see people taking the metro and you see all these businesses running and people ro- walking around the city it was super livable I really loved it and when I, the first day I arrived my heart started to beat so fast I'd be like okay I fall in love with this city so I started to study uh, by the way I'm I'm t- I know I'm talking so much but I'm skipping a lot of details but hopefully later in the future I'm going to take some take up some interesting stories. So I started to study urban planning and design so there we started with 80 80- different 80 students in this master program from so many different countries. And I was just fascinated about how people traveled so that far to just come here, study urban planning. So it was very meaningful for me to see people from different countries, just gathering around one table to educate themselves how to build sustainable cities. So during these two years, I met so many people, great friends. We had so big discussions, love stories, of course, parties, uh, traveling. Then my next move, I did the exchange uh, studies when I decided to or, or let's go back to the story when I moved to Stockholm after one year I felt that okay there's no no, there's no boundaries I want to travel I want to see the world I want to explore the cities so I decided to apply for an exchange studies and I chose Milano uh, in Italy to study there and uh, I did that because I'm in love with Italy before like when I was home in Baghdad Iraq I love Italy I love the football the, the food so my biggest dream was to go to torino because i support a football team called juventus and i was dreaming to go there so this was a great opportunity for me to apply and go to live in a city that i was dreaming to be there all my age so i applied to a university called politecnico di torino and it's unfortunately the courses there are just in uh, italiano, just in it, uh, italian language so i couldn't attend these courses so i I applied to Milano instead to Politecnico di Milano, which is a great university. And I think it has the rank number nine worldwide when it comes to architecture and urban planning. So I moved to Milano. And in Milano, a big change happened in my life because there I attend—I I don't know how many courses—they have another system in Milano, like so many courses in at once. I learned so much about urban planning and architecture in Milano, in in the university. So change my mind about how I read and understand every single thing when it comes to urban design and architecture it changed my mindset and in in i stay i stayed in milano six months but in these six months to be honest and (laughs) greetings to my teachers and professors i didn't attend so many classes just the mandatories and during the week i was traveling to different cities in italy and also around italy and even many different cities in uh, in Europe. I was going there around and just getting inspired my, by my superhero, Yang Gail, the, the the great man, the, the the one who changed the perception of urban planning. So I was going to different cities, just looking at how people move, what is the best places, talking to people, just receiving and observing how city life can be. So during six months, I traveled to almost 25 countries in Europe which is which was really crazy. And during my travel, like in the bus or train, I was studying and preparing the, let's say the homework to the university. And yeah, so basically my life, six months, I was traveling, studying on the train and then arriving when it it was exam or let's say supervision it was very great sometimes i hated my university because i needed to come back to milano to to submit or to review my project but anyway i'm very happy that time that's a great time i made so many friends greetings to all the friends to the professors so when i graduated from milano i got uh, the highest mark because i was in love with the subject and by the way urban planning in italian calls urbanistica so this name is in my heart and i would love to do it a, a tattoo as well <laughs> urbanistica because i'm in love with urban planning so i came back to sweden and i did my thesis it's about uh, people's story as a urban planning elements so basically i was living in a suburb in stockholm it's a, a segregated one and what i wanted to do is that we use people stories to create the urban planning elements so because what's happening almost is that urban planners just look at an area and then they draw they make the design and that's it done and then people start to live there so it's not really connected to the people not really connected to the final users of the place and that's I think I believe that's why we have so many different problems and problems in the city because urban planners or everyone working with city development is not really listening to the end users and we're creating stories that someone else going to experience it. So I, what I wanted to change is uh, during my thesis is that uh, people should be part of urban planning, Should people should be active part of the place that they're going to live at. So I did the, the master thesis and I graduated, I got uh, what do you call it? the prize for a great master thesis. And i was really happy for that then i came back to Helsingborg and i applied i applied i started to apply for a job this was for two years ago i think i applied to every single company here in sweden and in scandinavia uh, but it's difficult for a young urban planner to get a job it's high competition but uh, there is a company they wanted to meet me and they call landscapes the landscape team in English, and uh, we talked a lot about uh, my vision, about their vision, and how can I create the value in the company and how we together with the team can create a value in the city. So it was a positive meeting. Then I got some other in- interviews, but I didn't really didn't match with the vision of the company. So I started to work at Landscapes And there I started to work as an urban planner with focus on the social aspect of a sustainable city. And there I tried to, to get in my idea about that we should talk to people before we start to draw a a single line on a map and uh, things got very well and uh, yes, we started to talk to people A municipality here in Sweden, the Stockholm municipality. They have also a kind of analysis that, or observation that you, you talk with people and then you start to, to to do the urban planning. So it was very beautiful, very great project. And uh, yes, so I spent my time working on the urban, urban planning project, architect uh, landscape architecture project because the company have two different uh, teams. The city planners and the landscape architects. It was amazing time to spend with the landscape architects because before I didn't do that usually almost of all of my time even with either with engineers, architects or urban planners but I never met landscape architects so it was a great time to talk with them see how they in love with the trees with flowers they can tell you the name of every single tree in the city or in the forest. This is so crazy. They can look at the flower and they know the color, the color, the color in the summer, the color in the winter and uh, how old is this flower. So it was fascinating. So they add a lot of values and uh, change also my mindset about what is urban planning. Because before I was thinking that urban planning is about people, that we should have people as a start point. Everything should be around people, like people in the center and then you go for your plan. So I in that time I like before I started to work work in this company, I was believing into this concept that people is in the center. When I started to work when I started to talk to the landscapes architect, they changed my mind. And what I'm what I mean is that why should we choose why should we choose if the car is the start point of urban planning or if the people is the start point of urban planning now my concept is people and trees as a start point for urban planning we we don't need to choose either trees or people we, sh- we should have both there's nothing tells us you should have just one element that is your start point so now all what I'm thinking about is a person standing next to a tree is my starting point for an urban planning for sustainable urban planning and I so far this is my mindset no one's know what's going to happen in the future but I I'm believing so much in this sustainable uh, concept and I was reading a lot about if is it's really sustainable or not if is it ecological sustainable, social and even economical because cities, uh, econ- economy is a main or a big part of urban planning anyway, back to the story and uh, during the, uh, my work in this company so I started to work with a, it's called a child impact assessment which is here in Sweden we have a, a law that tells Before we build anything, before we develop any area, we have to integrate children in this uh, early, let's say, early step of urban planning. We need to ask the kids, what do they think? What do they need? What do they miss? And what will they love to see in the future city? So I find it very cool to be part of this project. I I am together with other people in my team, talking with the kids and asking them the different questions. It's so cool to talk with the kids. They are so creative, they are so crazy. Sometimes they just bring so cool ideas about urban design that not even us adults thought about it. I really enjoyed uh, working on this kind of a project. And now I'm focusing also to to promote or to work hard to build the child-friendly cities. And uh, yes, so this is my goal now when I work professionally is to create cities that based on people and trees and also these cities are more focused as a child friendly cities so this is my work and apart from my work as an urban planner so i do i do so many different things so back to what my teacher told me that i need more than 24 hours to succeed and to reach my goals so actually now i have 24 hours but for me it's more than 24 hours and people who knows me understand what i'm telling you because i have seems like i have 2 days in 1 day i'm doing so many different things during one day and as you notice from publishing so many episodes in a short time so this because i, lear- I when i when my teacher told me that you need more than 24 hours to succeed so i i tried to understand what does she mean and then by time i learned uh, time management i'm starting to plan my my days in minutes actually not in hours in single minute and that's what's making the difference in my day so i have a kind of two days in one day so my first day or my first first part of the day is when i'm working professionally at the landscape and urban planning architect uh, urban planning company and then when i finish my job so it started my second part of the day starts. I am engaged in several, let's say, organization, association, activities. So I am a content researcher in TED Talk Stockholm team. What I do basically is reaching out to potential speakers that going to deliver a TED Talk. And you you see them standing on the red carpet on YouTube and telling their story. So what I'm basically doing, I'm reading their abstract and see if their idea is fresh, new, worth to spread or no? It has been done, for instance, in Brazil or in USA. So after that, when the idea is new and crazy good, so I put them in touch with a, a, a coach that together they're going to develop the story, the talk, and also like uh, practice the talk. So during the day, they will do the greatest performance, the great speech, and then it will be on YouTube. So I am part of TED Talk Stockholm. I am part of ESN, Erasmus Student Network, which is an organization that do activities to students that coming abroad and studying in Sweden. So what we basically do together with a wonderful team of crazy students, we plan activities, we plan parties, we plan uh, city tours, we plan different, let's say, social interaction, Uh, meetings and so on. Well, uh, I'm also part of uh, the Swedish Architects Association and we are planning for the World Congress for Landscape Architecture, which is going to be in Sweden, I think 2022. And there I'm in the communication team together with wonderful people planning the communication strategy. How are we going to communicate Congress to people Uh, worldwide so it's very cool very interesting and i love it more things i'm doing now is there is a a hub a great hub it's called the changers hub for a young community and uh, yes from different backgrounds so what i'm doing there basically i'm as a coach and i have uh, adopted like a great person that i'm coaching and she wants to be a, a great writer author so I'm trying to to guide her how can she reach her goals and how can she do the best so her vision become a reality and her dream come true. I'm also part of Placemaking X and the European Placemaking Network and together with them here as a network I'm trying to be part of different placemaking activities in Stockholm. I I had the chance to meet great people working with placemaking and we do we did so many cool things, for instance, the urban karaoke under the bridge. Every Wednesday in September we had the under the bridge karaoke when people just walking and then hang around and started to sing under the bridge. Very great acoustic, very great atmosphere. And this is a place making and also let me remember <laughs> the different things I'm doing. Uh, yes. Also, I'm working a part-time in um, a fund called Arcus, which is give money to p- different research that putting together architecture and urban planning. And, and they're also very great people. I'm meeting, talking to creative minds. They are CEO of so many companies, architecture companies, and I'm learning so much. So basically, this is my life what i'm doing right now and uh, yes i'm doing all the things together which sometimes feels crazy because i go out from home in the morning 6 a.m and then when i come back home it's almost 11 p.m so basically i use my home just as a bed just to sleep and then get up and also i practiced before how do i decrease my sleeping hours from eight hours so to six hours so I go plus two hours and just enjoy life. It was not easy to do that but now I I made it (laughs) and I really recommend people if they like to have more fun and to have more hours so you can practice this you can start with like uh, 15 minutes less sleeping uh, one week and so on then half an hour then one hour and yes then your body will get used to it and yeah you need to make sure that your body will react positively with this kind of uh, life hack yes so that was basically about me very briefly 30 minutes talking and so why I started Urbanistica podcast. The thing is I am meeting so many people every day, very creative minds, very great people. They are inspiring me. And after we meet, when we finished our conversation, I go home, they go home and that's it. The great talks stays between us. So I was thinking, why not sharing this talks together with other people? to inspire them so this was one reason the second reason is I'm super bored by working as an urban planner it doesn't mean I hate my job but urban planning sometimes feels super boring it's not because it's not creative or not no it's super creative super cool but the boring part is municipality have some regulations then the client have some rules and then your boss has something. And then in the end, they expect you to be creative and create a sustainable city. And it's a lot of pressure when it comes to working hours. You have like 10 hours and you need to deliver something. People who's working with, uh, let's say, uh, engineering, architecture, landscape architecture, urban planning. They understand what I'm telling because usually you get just limited amount of hours and then you need to deliver a project. And this project of course should be sustainable, should be a social sustainable, ecological sustainable, and also economical sustainable. So the municipality or the the private landowner can pay for this. So I find it a bit stressful and I find it a bit, makes it makes no sense. Maybe because I just work one and a half year in this sector but i see it is not really healthy and with this amount of pressure or with this amount of or with this mindset of working to develop cities we are not gonna reach really sustainable cities so it was one reason for me is that to i wanted to change the mindset myself but also people who's feeling the same kind of a pressure or they they feel there is a lack of inspiration so i started I, I i thought a lot about starting something to talk about the different issues of the city and the different issues that we are facing against as an urban planners so this was one more reason there are so many other reasons one of the reasons that i wanted to to highlight stories of people that not working with city develop people that we as a city developer not meeting it during the daily time, and we are not talking to when it comes to project. So this podcast, I wanted also to, to bring up the stories to the table, so I can inspire people and tell them that there are so many different stories in this city, and when you plan, you need to consider these stories because they are people they're gonna use the city so every single street or every single pavement or let's say every single rule you're gonna make when you develop an area this going to affect so many lives and we need to be very careful because what we plan we're not planning for one years or two years we're planning forever we're planning a a whole life and this can affect so many people so yes uh, this reason was more about to to get inspiration to understand who who are the different stakeholders people in the city that we didn't thought so much about them and yes i'm willing to interview like kids i'm willing to interview doctors teachers food truck driver and the the people in the city whatever they do whatever they work with whatever their background and just to understand what is life for them and what is the city life for them so and also again back that i wanted to change the minds i see that we are not really developing city in a, cities in a sustainable ways we are focusing maybe on one part maybe on the economical part maybe on the social part but In order to create a sustainable city, we need to think about so many different aspects. I know it's not easy to do that, but it's possible if we want to do it, if we have a mindset to do it, so we can do it. So from this podcast, my aim is to change people about what city development is about and also what is a smart city. Many people think smart city is about high-tech, it's about application, artificial intelligence. Yes, of course, it is about these things but also there are so many things that we are missing how about the relationships between people how about the greenery in the city and so many other stuff that uh, me even i don't know about them that's why i have this podcast so i interview people that can tell me and answer my questions about what is a sustainable smart city and a livable city so i am enjoying so much meeting people and talking to them and I am so grateful that you're listening to Urbanistica podcast. It means a lot and I would love to share some statistics with you because you are the one who made this great statistic. So today is the 7th of May 2020. The podcast is four months old. I got 5,000 of listeners. I'm very grateful for them and they are from 70 different countries which is amazing and uh, yes the podcast is in two different languages in swedish and in english some people tells me why you don't run it just in english and it's because here we have so great minds in Sweden and they some of them they don't feel really comfortable to express themselves in English as they do in Swedish so for me it's not really about the language it's about the story and if the guest not so happy with talking in English I cannot force him or her because then there's no point of listening to the story so anyway this comes about the language and also about the voice quality it's Yes, I know. Uh when I started the podcast I had no idea how to 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 fix the the quality of the voice. So I was watching YouTube and tried to fix it and tried to learn. I have really no idea. And if you can if you go back to my first episode, you can I think you cannot hear the what the guest is talking about and it's because the the us say the the voice quality. But anyway, I learned and then uh corona comes and now we are doing the podcast online which means that i don't have the mic it's not the same mic that i use as my guests use so my guests have different mics and sometimes is annoying because it takes so much time to just get the voice quality to acceptable level so people can hear it and i know you still struggle with hearing but anyway let's hope that corona is going to be out and then i go back to the physical podcasting when we have great mics and so on so that comes to the yeah to the quality of episode. But and again, I'm relying a lot about the content, the story. I believe if there is a great story, then the voice quality is not so much important. Of course, it's important, but not as as much as the content and the story of the guest. Yeah. So this is basically a really short, a very short about me, my background and why I started the podcast. Well, this podcast is for you who wants to learn about city and urban development for you who wanted to get inspiration to understand what's going on in the city that you're not alone on your with your sketch paper and your colleagues no there are so many different people stakeholders that are part of the city actually and shaping together the city with you so you need to consider them when you think about any idea or think about the future scenario of any city so this is my aim my big aim is trying to to take city development to one step further to make it more sustainable smarter and uh, yes hopefully I'm going to reach my goal but i am not alone of course together with wonderful creative minds and i'm relying on the on the old generation and much more on the new generation that educating themselves understanding especially what we are dealing with for instance the climate change and all these issues so i believe so much in young people i believe so much in the old generation they are going to be our inspiration And the new generation is going to take all this inspiration, turn it to magic, turn it to a great mindset and use it to develop cities in a sustainable way. So hopefully this podcast will be a small part that change our mindset about what is urban planning and design. And again, I'm very happy to share some of my reflections with you. And please don't forget to follow the Instagram account, the YouTube channel, and me on LinkedIn. Because there are um, being professional and rising discussions about yeah different topics. And by the way, about uh, the podcast, it's only me working with this. And now it's almost my second job. So when I finish my first job, I just sit on the laptop and started to talk to people and edit the episode writing some text and publishing so so many hours every day but I I enjoying so I'm enjoying it so much I'm getting inspiration every time I listen maybe to the same episode three time just to fix it so hopefully you like it if you have any recommendation if or if you would like to suggest any guest to be in Urbanistica podcast, please write me. And I am very happy to collaborate, to hear from you, because the future or already the now time is about collaborating. It's about together we do change, but together we create sustainable cities. So again, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Have a good life.